0: message that i started some weeks back the manifestation of the holy spirit that's we're talking about the gifts of the holy spirit holy spirit we welcome your presence into this place we know you're here and lord we acknowledge your presence and we ask you to give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you but above that we ask that you give us boldness In the things of God. Just to believe that you love us. And that you will never hurt us or reject us. You're there always. With us and for us. We thank you Father. In Jesus name. Amen. Now we need to understand once you get born again. You become a servant of God. For work. But really, you are his child. Amen. And you have the spirit of your father. No doubt about it. The Bible says that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. There is a part of you that was born of the flesh and that remains with you. You're still, I can still recognize you. You're Dennis. I know you're Dennis. So, but there is a part of you that is of God. You were truly born of God and you have the nature of God inside of you. We need to lean Much more to that new nature that God has given to us and operate in the supernatural. Because the Bible says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. So there is a part of you that is truly supernatural. For most Christians, they have not explored that part of them that is supernatural. They've only lived in the natural. Everything is in their mind, what they believe. So they can't really trust God much. They're constantly anxious, sometimes up, sometimes down, and always uncertain. That's not the way God has called us to be as believers. So we really need to start believing God for the supernatural. And that's what I want to do to you this morning as my experiment. Amen? Amen. I want you to step out in faith into the supernatural you're still being the natural because you're still human but you step out in faith into the supernatural realm so that God can use you the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for us especially after you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit the gifts came into your life with the Holy Spirit They are not your gifts. They are the Holy Spirit's gift. That's why the Bible calls it, they call them the manifestation of the Spirit. If the Spirit is already in you, let him manifest himself. Amen. You are the one holding him back. Because you're not ready. You're not willing yet. But if you are willing and obedient, then you eat of the good of the land. So be willing this morning. Say with me, I'm willing. Don't lie to me now. I'm willing. Yes, you are willing. I believe you. I believe you. Amen. And we're all going to the, we're all going into the throne room today, amen. And we're welcome, because the word of God says, "Come in with boldness." I need to see you guys after service. Amen. Yeah. That's not part of my message. I do that. Sometimes. <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> I didn't get that one. Ines, quit it. You've always been a good guy in this church, but sometimes I'm not going there with you. Usher, stand by that fellow, okay? Stand by him. For the the next instruction I give. Amen. But you are born of the Spirit. And once you are born again, and you have received the Holy Spirit, the gifts are already there. All you need is instruction. Amen. All you need is somebody to show you how. And that's what we want to do today, so that you know how, and then you can step out in in faith. You know, in those days, and Pastor Andy confirmed that today, you know, as we were driving Uh, together this morning he said you know i used to just look up to those people that are using the gifts i just marveled at them but god's using him today because he got he had the opportunity and somebody helped him to step out in faith usually the first time is oh lord help me but after a while because you have stepped into your spiritual nature Before long, he becomes a second nature. You can walk with it. Amen. I want to share the word of God with you because, you see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As you see the word and as you understand the word, you hear the word, then all of those doubts and everything will evaporate. And then you begin to step out in faith. And young people, I'm looking to you to come into my experiment this morning as well. Okay. You ready, guys? Some say, I don't know about this, but uh, we need to know where you're going with it. Amen. But now look, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7. Key scripture, every time God says something in the word, believe, it's yours. He says, but the manifestation, that's the gifts of the Holy Spirit, is given to each one for the profit of all. How many people is he given to? Each one. That's every one of you. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, if you are a Christian, has been given to you. Each and every one of us. These gifts were given to us. That we may profit. So there is profiting with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not being manifested in the church, the people are not profiting from the word of God so we are robbing ourselves so all we lean to is just the things of the natural what we can get from with our five senses but God is calling us into into the supernatural one of the things that Pastor Wes read this morning God is seeking for worshippers who will worship him how? his spirit and in truth many Christians worship in spirit and truth I should reverse it. Many worship in truth. They know the truth. But when it comes to spiritual things, they have no clue. Don't feel bad. I had been there. I marveled. I know to worship God in truth. I know Jesus is the only son of God. I knew he was the begotten one. But when it comes to spiritual things and spiritual manifestation, healing, and all of that, I usually will like, And these are people like me and God is using them and I'm wondering what's happened to me why won't God use me how come they can say God has spoken to me and I've never heard the voice of God and God has never said anything to me that's come to pass that was then I've had so many things That God has said to me, and they've come to pass. My wife and I, we were just thinking about some of the things that God spoke to us in the early days. And how they all came to pass. No one is special. I'm telling you the truth. I used to think there were special people in the kingdom of God. I found out no one. I'm not. I just happened to come into the information, the truth about what God says. The gifts are given to each one of you. That means you can prophesy today. The manifestation of the gift of the Spirit of God is given to each one of us for the profit of all. Everyone. In, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 10, the Bible lists the, different, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Or the name manifestation of the Holy Spirit. I believe it's called the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible will change again and use the word gifts. But the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So that no one will think that he is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Or the gift. I am the gift of healing. Or I am the gift of tongues. Or I am the gift of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. You are not. He is the Holy Spirit's gift. So, if you need healing, and the fellow that's been used, or who thinks himself to be the gift of healing, if he's gone out of church on that Sunday, and you come in for healing, then the pastor says, oh, we're sorry, God cannot heal you today, because the guy who is the gift of healing, is not in church today. So, come back next week, he might be in church, so you can get your healing. So, the gifts are not our gifts is the manifestation of the spirit and it's for every one of us you included notice what he didn't say he didn't say uh, uh, to those who are very spiritual they read the bibles every day no every one of us is a gift you don't work for a gift it's just given to you and when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the gifts. They have been lying dormant in you for a while because you won't let them out. Don't let the gifts out. But today that will change. Amen. Amen. We saw that in the first service. Today that will change. Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have they are grouped uh, into three groups. We have the power gifts. Power gifts, we have the revelation gift, and then we have inspirational gifts, and the vocal kids, uh, gifts. There are three of them in each group. But today, I want to measure, I'm not going to talk about the other two, the revelation gifts, gifts and the power gifts. I'm going to stay with the vocal gifts, or the inspirational gifts. And that will be tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy tongues interpretation of tongues and prophecy now in in Acts chapter 2 the Bible tells us that when the day of Pentecost was fully come there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it came into that room where the disciples were and there appeared unto the disciples divided tongues of fire. Now, when you receive the Holy Spirit please get this you receive a tongue of fire. Your tongue is transformed. So watch what you say. That's why if a born-again, spirit-filled believer speaks to a demon, they respond. You receive tongues of fire. John the Baptist, I believe, is Matthew chapter three, verse eleven. He said, "I only baptize with water, but the one who is coming, whose sandals I'm not, I'm not worthy to carry, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire." And that tongue is a tongue of fire. There's so much power in your words. When you receive the Holy Spirit, that's speaking in tongues. That's fire coming out of your being. Burning everything that God doesn't want in your life. And destroying everything that God doesn't want in your path. I like to speak in tongues. You remember Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than y'all. He was a Texan. (laughs) y'all. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than y'all. And when you speak in tongues more than y'all, you will have greater revelation more than y'all. He had the greatest revelation ever because he was bold, meaning if you read the scripture, Every time you read the scripture, Paul is telling you, I speak in tongues more than you. Right? It's recorded. That man spent a lot of time speaking in tongues. That's why he was so powerful. And got so much revelation. He said, no man taught me the gospel. I got it by revelation. He was speaking in tongues. That's where, when you speak in tongues, that's when you are downloading information from the Holy Spirit into your spirit for use later amen so speaking in tongues is good but when you speak in tongues we're talking about the gift of tongues when you speak in tongues in your prayer life what you are doing is you are speaking to god and so first corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 says he who speaks in tongues does not speak to man for no one understands him Howbeit, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So when you are speaking in tongues at home and you are praying in tongues in the church and praying to God, you are not speaking to men; you are speaking to God. No one can understand what you're saying, but the Holy Spirit knows what he's speaking to God. And, and in Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says, He, the spirit, prays to God according to the will of God and God knows what the spirit is saying. But when you speak in tongues in church, in the manifestation of the gift of the Holy Spirit, what you're doing is speaking to men. So there's two things here. When you speak to God, no one can understand. When you speak in tongues to God, no one can understand. And when you speak in tongues to men, in the manifestation of the Spirit or the gift of the Spirit, you are no longer speaking to God. It is God using you to speak to men. And so what must be done? Somebody needs to interpret that tongue so we can hear what God is saying. That's why we have tongues and interpretation of tongues. One, you are speaking to God. You don't need it to be interpreted. But the other, you are speaking to men. In church, for their edification, for their comfort, somebody needs to interpret it, and usually is the one that God used to speak that word in tongues. If you will wait, God will give you what to say. Most of the times in church, somebody speaks, and another person will interpret it. So that's about tongues. You know, in those days, uh, I don't many of us know Aura Roberts. Yeah. He said he got most of his direction as God was instructing him on what to do in the early days. He said, I'll speak in tongues and I'll wait for God to give me an interpretation. And from the interpretation, he will get what he was supposed to do. Great power. So you can also do it in your private life. Amen. That's about tongues and interpretation. The third gift, inspirational gift or vocal gift, notice vocal gifts because you have to say something. That's what we call inspirational gifts because you are moved to say something. You are inspired to say something. Either in tongues and it when you are moved to give the interpretation, but it's all it's, has to do with speaking. Now, when you're praying for the sick and gifts of healing, you don't. You still say things, but you're actually ministering to people to receive healing. So, that's the gift of, or the vocal gifts. Or the inspiration I give. Now the third one is prophecy. Now tongues and interpretation. Both of them together. Is equal to a prophecy. But Paul says. I would rather that you prophesy. If you read First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1. He says that we shall run after love. To love. Because he says love is the greatest. Pursue after love. But don't forget to prophesy. He wants us To prophesy. So basically, you can bypass speaking in tongues and just give us the word so we can hear what God is saying. And sometimes a lot of people think, well, he's just talking. If you feel that way, you don't have a lot of understanding. Because every time somebody stands to speak, God is doing something. You know, if you don't believe God is still at work today, then you are like those in the days of Jesus, and I talked about it in, on Wednesday night, when Jesus was asking them, uh, who do men say the Son of, uh, of God, or Son of Man, he said, who do they say I am? And they said, well, you are Elijah, uh, John the Baptist. But John the Baptist was dead. Elijah, gone. And, uh, Jeremiah, gone. But they believed, they wouldn't accept the fact that in their own days, God had raised a man that is greater than all of those prophets. They wouldn't, they wouldn't believe that. We're always thinking it's going to be some other person, some other generation for God to use. Not mine. God can do that in this church. Maybe some other church will read about it. But you need to believe that God wants to use you right there. He can... Birth something great from this church if we will believe him we have to believe that the same god that was with them is with us today i don't need paul here paul is already giving us his word all i need is the holy spirit that was with paul that enabled him to do whatever he did and the same god jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever he's here i don't want to be just an ordinary christian i want to go beyond that I want to do more for God. I want to see miracles. I want to see signs and wonders. I want to see blind eyes opened. Yeah. I had that desire so strong. But God has given me the privilege and I have done that. And know all a robot wasn't standing with me. I've seen blind eyes open. Deaf ears open. But I don't feel special. I mean, most of the time I don't even, I cannot tell you when it's happening. I just act like I know what I'm doing because <laughs> I, I really don't know what's happening they come and tell you what God has done and you rejoice and they make you such a big person but you you if you examine yourself you know I don't know what's going on here I'm just speaking the word just like I'm doing but you know he's here this morning And he wants to walk through you if you will obey him and obey his word. You know, God loves when a man hears his word and says, that's for me and I'm going to act on it. He's found a friend. That's the key. That's the secret. All of these great men find out. That's the secret. They hear it one time and they go out and walk on it. They are not afraid. But if you hear it and you have to examine it and say, are you sure? <laughs> we got a skeptic here. Are you understand what I'm saying? What we call in my country, unbelieving believer. He's a believer, but he, he's not, not going to believe. The question is, can everyone prophesy? I like that answer. Can every everyone, every Christian prophesy? Is it true that every Christian can prophesy? Now, in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, the word of God says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. That's Pastor Andy, not me. (laughs) I can say that he's a friend, so I know I won't be in trouble, but I'm not getting close to Irina today. Hey, you guys quit. <laughs> I can pick on Pastor Andy. We've been buddies for long. Hey, Amen. I'm waiting for the days of dreams. I mean, <laughs> Angela was calling me old man all week. <laughs> I said, I'm just 56 years young. Hey, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> We are supposed to be in an experiment, right? No serious, you're laughing too much Okay Now let's go on It says, now (laughs) It tells us And on your servants, verse 18 And on my main servants And on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days What days? Ah, days and they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. When God pours His Spirit on you, you can prophesy. And when you prophesy, we benefit from the prophecy. God can use you to minister to people and bring good words to them from heaven that will bring deliverance into their life. Now if you doubt that, I'll give you another scripture. Because the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. Now look at what the Bible says. First Corinthians chapter 14, <coughs> verse 31 and 32. It says, for you can all prophesy. This is not good luck now. This is the word of God. For you can all prophesy, one by one. Every one of us can prophesy. That's the will of God for God's children. Every one of us should be prophesying. You can't pick and choose what part of scripture you want to stay with. You have to take the whole book, the whole counsel of God. If you don't, then you will be missing out on God's prophet for your life. God wants you to profit. We profit when we prophesy. You can all prophesy one by one that all may learn. So you can learn to prophesy. Joseph says you learn to walk. Now if a child is born and the first day the child starts running around the house, I'm going to move my stuff from that home. Something is wrong. You t- you're telling me this kid was born yesterday, this baby, and he's running around saying "Nana, Daddy." this? Hey, something is not right in your home. You learn. The child will eat, drink, and then begin to learn to walk. You remember the first day they took the first step? You get your camera out. Wow, walk for me, walk for me, and they walk a little bit and they fall and it's all exciting. That's how they learn how to. The Bible is saying you can actually learn to prophesy. I didn't say that. Read the scriptures. The reason why we're not doing it is because no one has told us or taught us how to. And so we just... I like that scripture, but I don't understand it. Just put it, put it away. Never attempt. But when you understand the word of God, when God says come... You need to get out of the boat and walk on water. You need to do it. You need to do it. Because there is, I tell you what, if, if, if today is your first day of stepping out in faith to do this, just because of that act of faith, you remember Rehab? Remember Rehab? Just one act of faith changed our whole life. One act of faith changed our whole life a prostitute to a a, a matriarch of the Lord Jesus Christ just one act of faith just one act of faith today by standing up and saying God if you give me a word I'll speak it I don't care what anybody says you may unlock because God has given you the keys of the kingdom okay you haven't unlocked this area yet. The supernatural. You can unlock today. And tomorrow you find yourself in another realm. With God. Amen. How many want to go there? You can all prophesy one by one. That all may learn. And all may be encouraged. So we get encouragement when we do that. The spirit of the prophet. Is subject to the prophet. So I can wait for somebody to get through and then it's my turn i can come in and speak but i can hold what information god's given to me and you can prophesy now how do we know that god is giving us a word of prophecy how do you know that was usually my problem how do you know god is the one speaking to me now let me tell you something if you receive a word of prophecy from God or any word from God if God is telling you anything to do or if there's a word that has been given to you he's going to come from one of three avenues he said that it's coming from your own human spirit which is harmless not going to hurt anybody or it's going to be coming from the devil that will hurt people And usually we can pick it out because it won't sound right. People want to get away from it. (laughs) Believers want to get away from it. Or it's going to come from God. But Paul made it very clear. There is no one who knows and calls Jesus Lord that will cause him. He's going to come from the Spirit of God. So it's got to come from God. And usually when you step out in faith, God doesn't give you that room to make a mistake. He comes in. Especially the very first time. I know that for sure. Because the very first time I, I, I helped somebody to receive the Holy Spirit, God showed up. I had meditated on it for years before I finally decided this is my night for the experiment. And I picked a girl for my experiment. It worked. You can go today and it will be your first time. And God will be there. He won't let you say a word that is just from you. Hear he come from it. Because you are now stepping into where he wants you to go Amen So how do I know that God wants, Is giving me a word to, to, to speak As prophecy Now this is so simple How many of you have been t- tempted by Satan You saw him He was talking to you Did you see him How did you know he was Satan then <laughs> <laughs> you just know That's what you tell me I just know You're telling me to do something bad I know it was for me That same avenue Is the avenue that God You just think like You're thinking But you don't agree with the thought Right So you know it's the enemy Now it's the same avenue That God comes to talk to you As simple You just think it and it's a good thought, pleasant thing. And then when you think to act on it, Satan brings his fear. Are you sure? And, then, oh, I'm not sure. Unbelief. God will speak to you just like you think you're thinking. And sometimes when he brings it, uh, when if, if if it's really not what you're expecting, uh, God, let's say the word of knowledge, somebody standing by you, and God is wanting to let you know that they are in some deep sin. He names the sin to you, and you know the person, and I've held the person up. When that thought gets into your head, you say, where did that come from? That's, get behind me, said them. <laughs> and he comes back again, because God has a word of knowledge for this, for you, to give to this man for his deliverance that's the way it works just the way you think sometimes it could be the scripture you read the day before or last week and then after praise and worship the 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 thought of that scripture wells into your heart and you think well i was just studying that scripture Uh, this can be god telling me to speak you don't understand He's wanting you to see that scripture. He may have made you read that scripture, study it, because he wanted you to speak it in the service for somebody else to be delivered. You don't know. So that's how God works. He just put these things in your hand. I've had situations when God was going to speak to me. I'll tell Him, Sir, please just give me a minute. I need to get my pen. Give, get just a minute, Lord. There's no one else in the room with me. But I know he wanted to speak to me. And he's in said much yet. I get my book and I begin to write. As the thoughts flow through my head. I just write. I write. And then all of a sudden, that thought pattern ceases. And then I quit. That's how God spoke to me about the Ark Fellowship. So I still have the writing there. A friend of mine was reading some of the things I wrote in 1998. He had been traveling with me in Nigeria, as we went from church to church, Dr. Mb. And he, one day we were in the hotel, he was just laying down and I was praying, walking back and forth, speaking in tongues and stuff. And he was reading something that God spoke to me while I was working at the medical center. And I had the date there. And suddenly he turned to me and said, "Uh, Good luck." when did you write this? I turned to him casually and said, uh, the date is written on it there he says really because everything that was written there that's what he's been seeing as he traveled with me from church to church what was written right there now you think good luck is so special no, what I've got what, the things that God has taught me is what I'm teaching you today just open up and let him speak to you Sometimes he will speak to you even at home before you come to church. And he says, I want you to give this word. Don't hesitate. He may seem ordinary to you. When God spoke to me, it was like ordinary thing. But they have come to pass. And I'm not special. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not special. I don't even feel that way. And I'm giving you the truth of God's word. He speaks to you as his child. You have his spirit. The only thing that is holding us back, we need the spirit of boldness. And don't forget what people think. They'll put you down one day, but when they see one miracle, they'll all come to you. I've said this before. If a pastor gives himself, I want to pray for the dead. Every Sunday he's talking about praying for raising the dead and raising the dead. They bring a dead person to his church. He prays and sweats and nothing happened. And the people will carry the dead and go bury their dead. And then the next Sunday, he's talking about raising the dead again. The members will say, Pastor, is crazy. He keeps talking about raising the dead, but nobody gets raised. They bring another dead and he can't do anything. And they all leave until you got two members left. And they're with this crazy pastor. And uh, he keeps talking about raising the dead. And then you bring a dead person, and pastor is half-heartedly saying, They are about to take the only two members I have left by bringing the dead. But I'm going to pray anyway. So he prays and all of a sudden that dead person is raised. Guess what's going to happen the next Sunday? All of them that's left will come back and say, that's my pastor. That's my pastor. He's the dead. That's my pastor. I'm telling you, that's my pastor there. But they left him before. When you are preparing and laboring, people may not be with you. But when you step out and God confirms, they'll stay with you. So don't worry about people. That's all I'm saying. Don't worry about people. Just step out in faith and let God use you. Why not me? You say that to yourself? Why not me? Why should I sit up there and be clapping for them and they are the ones doing it? Why not me? God, use me as well. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you believe God will use you and God wants to use you today, after I'm through with the message, we're going to ask the musicians to come and I'm going to give you opportunity to prophesy amen please uh brother lock the door <laughs> no, one, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no one is living there i'm kidding <laughs> but i want you to in a very simple way we make things too complicated so we miss god those of them that have been used in that they'll tell you he's simple the thoughts flow through your head even if it's a scripture just get the scripture out of you speak it out amen and usually when that scripture is gone you think you stood up to speak just those script, the scripture that god gave to you after that god starts putting other words amen i had a word this morning that was spoken i believe not all of it but part of it was really straight to me that is in first service amen God will do it and he will use you. Amen. So what do we do then? The greatest need that we have in in this realm is boldness. Boldness. Just to be bold. And don't concern yourself about anybody. The, The early disciples, they understood the place of boldness in the house of God. In the things of God. God doesn't work very well with timid people. God doesn't work very well with fearful people. He, he just don't work with them. He doesn't work very well with people who are very concerned about how people think, what people think. He, he knows he can do, do business with you. He wants us to be bold. And most of the time, the thing that's holding us back is Fear. You know, what if, if I get if I do something wrong with God? God is not gonna be angry with you. If you just saying it is coming from your human spirit. He wouldn't hurt anybody. You have not sinned. He's just coming from your human spirit. But most likely he will be coming from God. As you stand up to speak, whatever God is placed in you. Now in Acts chapter four, the verse thirteen it says. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, what did they see? Their boldness. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. In other words, they shouldn't be speaking the English real good. (laughs) But they were speaking boldly, with a lot of knowledge and understanding. He says... They realized that they had been with Jesus. Amen. But when you have been with Jesus, you're bold. We can tell who you have been with depending on how you act. If you've been with Jesus, you're bold. You don't care about what people think. The disciples didn't care what they thought. And they spoke boldly. And the people noticed, oh my goodness, where did these guys come from? Who? that's the guy... Hmm. He used to go out with Jesus. You remember that Jesus of Nazareth that was crucified? That's the fellow that was with him. Yeah. I like them to notice me that way. Amen. Yeah. Yes, he, he, he knows Jesus. They realized they had been with Jesus. They were bold. When you are not bold, God cannot use you. The disciples understood that. That's why they prayed. They They turned them off. The, the Sanhedrin turned them away and said, We are charging you not to ever preach in that name. And so they had a, a, an opportunity to be afraid. And this is what the Bible tells us in the same chapter, verse 29. It says, they started praying. They said, Now, Lord, look on their threats. Look on their threats. And grant to your servants... That with all boldness, they may speak your word by you stretching out your hand to heal. They knew if they didn't speak, no one is going to be healed. So they were afraid they'd been threatened. What they were asking God for was boldness. And if you read that scripture, after they prayed, the house, the place in which they were praying, the Holy Spirit shook that place. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. He is the spirit of boldness. And then they came out speaking the word. And so many people were converted. What we need is boldness. If you're still afraid, you come in with another spirit. Romans chapter 8, Thessalonians 15, verse 16. It says, For we have not respected. Receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. So if you are afraid, you got another spirit. If you can't be bold, you have a spirit of bondage. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I can't be afraid of my father's spirit. I got my father's spirit. Amen. So you can't be afraid this morning. When God puts that thought in your head, you go ahead and let it out. Speak. Don't be afraid. Don't say, well, they think I'm a new convert. How can a new convert participate in this? God didn't call you a new convert. He calls you his child. And you have his spirit. You speak. And God will elevate you. The first shall be last. And the last, yes, because of your boldness. You know why God picked Peter? He was bold. Bold. Peter could care less. He made a lot of mistakes, but he was the chief of the apostles. He was bold, quick to speak, not afraid. Silver and gold we don't have, but such as we have. We know what we have. Some preachers said, for most Christians, silver and gold they don't have and such as we have they still don't have as well they have nothing to offer but you have it in Jesus name the spirit of God inside of you is there you can manifest the gift just as we heard earlier people giving words in tongues and interpretation and not just for those people that's the way Satan wants it to put it aside for just a few privilege that's not the way god wants it when the holy spirit came on the day of pentecost all of them spoke in tongues right every one of them every one of us can prophesy second timothy chapter one verse six and seven that's where i'll close this morning and then we'll go into the real experiment where I would believe, we would trust God to give you words. And I need you to speak them out. I need you to speak them out. If God gives you a word of tongues, speak it out. What happens is you feel like as we worship God. And as we praise the Lord, we're through, we're worshiping God. You feel like speaking out in tongues. And just speak it out loud. And wait for the interpretation. Don't be afraid. You might open yourself into a new area, a new sphere of life today. And if God gives you a word of prophecy, even if it's a scripture, just quote the scripture out. Don't ever concern yourself. What if I don't quote it right? Ah, don't go there. Just say it. Notice the word interpretation doesn't mean translation. So you may hear a word in tongues that's so long. And the interpretation is short. <laughs> You've heard people speak on television and they don't speak English. They say a lot of words and the English person puts it in visual sentence. <laughs> That's what it is. It's interpretation of what they're saying. It's interpretation of tongues. Amen. But let me share this scripture with you. He says in 2 Timothy verse 1 verse 6, Therefore, uh, chapter 1 verse 6, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. That's what I'm trying to do to you this morning. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. You already have it. Stir up that gift. Who is to stir up the gift? The Holy Spirit? No, you stir up the gift. That's what it says. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. You see we need boldness. God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, of love and of a sound mind. So when you are afraid, (sighs) I don't know if I want to go there. Your mind may not be sound. <laughs> we don't have to fear Spirit of our Father. So what we're going to do this morning, and uh, Brother, Brother Roy, you've, you've locked the door yet? <laughs> we're going to have a time of praise and worship. Please believe me. And I'm really serious about this. I've, I feel very confident because I know God is with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't have any doubt that God is with me. I know that. And I know if you listen to me this morning and you act on the word, it's not because as a man you're listening to pastor, you listen to his word and you acted on his word. When you honor God's word, God himself will honor you. Even if it's a few words, you need to speak those words out. If God gives you a word in tongues, you need to speak them out. And the musicians are not exempt from it. They are part of this. So we will worship God. And you know the Holy Spirit is here. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in the midst of them. Right? So Jesus is here with us. So everything that we're doing, He is part of us. He is worshiping God with us. The Father, the Holy Spirit is also here with us. And the Holy Spirit and Jesus, they know what has been spoken here today. And they will confirm what He has been spoken. All we need is to be bold. How many will be bold this morning? Let me see your hand. You'll be bold and maybe for the first time without fear. Even if you were converted yesterday... You can let God use you in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. We have a time of worship. And we're going to make room for you to start speaking in in the gifts of the Spirit. whether tongues or interpretation? Be bold. And God's going to use you. This will start something new in your life. Amen? Let's stand up. It's... It's uh, 12.07 now. So we have about 30 minutes to wait on the Lord. The door has been shut. No one is going out. <laughs> Let's worship God. Thank you. Holy